Hello and welcome to the Engineers Collective, a podcast by New Civil Engineer. New Civil Engineer launched the Engineers Collective back in 2019, and since then we have welcomed many guests into the virtual studio to talk about a wide variety of civil engineering topics, including Crossrail, Future Skills, Digital Twins, Net Zero, Learning from Accidents, Digital Construction, and more. You can listen to the entire back catalogue of the podcast by subscribing to the Engineers Collective now. If you enjoy listening to today's episode, don't forget you can leave us a review in the podcast client of your choice. To share the podcast with your colleagues, simply visit newcivilengineer.com forward slash podcast. Welcome to the latest episode of the Engineers Collective. I'm Claire Smith and I'm editor of New Civil Engineer. Today I'm co-hosting this episode with our reporter Rob Hakimian. And we're going to be looking at how artificial intelligence is changing the way construction projects are planned, designed and delivered, and what further changes AI could bring in the future. Now, I think you'd have to be living under a rock after the last few months to have missed the conversations about ChatGPT, which is an AI chatbot developed by OpenAI that launched late last year. So before I introduce today's guest, I thought we'd ask ChatGPT what Isabel King de Brunel would think about how AI is changing the construction sector today. So, Rob, what did ChatGPT think one of the founding fathers of civil engineering would make of it? Well, ChatGPT responded in the form of a letter from Brunel, and it said, My dear sir, it is with great pleasure that I pen this letter to you to share with you my thoughts on the remarkable advances in technology that are transforming the construction industry. As you may know, I have long been an advocate of innovation and progress, and I am delighted to see that my vision for the future is being realised through the power of artificial intelligence. Indeed, AI is revolutionising the way we design, build and maintain structures of all kinds, from bridges and tunnels to buildings and dams. With its ability to analyse vast amounts of data, AI is helping us to make smarter decisions, to optimise our processes and to enhance our safety and efficiency. Take, for example, the use of AI-enabled robots on construction sites. These machines are able to perform tasks that are dangerous or impossible for human workers, such as working at great heights or in confined spaces. By developing these robots, we can reduce the risk of injury and improve the overall safety of our construction projects. Similarly, AI is helping us to optimise our supply chains by predicting demand for materials, identifying potential delays, and ensuring that materials are delivered on time. This allows us to minimise waste and reduce costs, while also improving the reliability and consistency of our operations. And let us not forget the role that AI is playing in design and project management. With its ability to analyse complex data sets, AI is helping us to create more energy-efficient buildings, to optimise our schedules and budgets, and to identify potential problems before they occur. This means that we can deliver projects faster, better and more cost-effectively than ever before. In short, my dear sir, AI is transforming the construction industry in ways that I could only have dreamed of in my time. I am confident that this remarkable technology will continue to drive progress and innovation in our field for many years to come. Yours sincerely, Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Wow, that was quite a lengthy time, wasn't it, from Isambard Kingdom Brunel? So essentially, there's huge potential, but let's see what our guest today makes of that and what his view on, on AI in construction is. So our guest today is Dev Amaratia. 
Dev is a chartered engineer and co-founder and CEO of Mplan, a machine learning company that learns how completed construction projects performed to forecast the outcomes on future projects. Dev says that Mplan delivers a new paradigm in the management of risk and uncertainty. Dev's experience is in delivering construction projects for the energy industry across three continents over nine years. Following this, Dev worked with the UK government to launch and deliver a national review on AI, which was published as part of the industrial strategy in 2017. Dev has a passion to change the way projects are delivered through empowered decisions enabled by data. Welcome to the Engineers Collective, Dev. So first of all, what do you make of ChatGPT's assessment of Isambard Kingdom Brunel's take on use of AI in construction? I I think it's spot on. I, I think ChatGPT is going to give a run for money for those that uh, frequently write fairly generic articles about fairly poignant topics. Um, insert names of uh, a couple of strategy houses that, that frequently do this on, on our social feeds. So is that end of podcast? We don't need to go any further with this conversation <laughs> about AI and construction. No, it's it, not at all. It, 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 it sort of is a great grounding place. It's the it's, I'd, I'd give it a five out of five on um, giving uh, an avid listener a little bit to start with, but nothing really substantial to go and bite on. Uh, and hopefully the rest of this podcast gives, gives some of the, the spicier topics, the tastier topics that uh, are, are important to understand as you go into the depth and understand exactly how powerful uh, AI really is for the construction industry. Okay, great. So before we go any further with the discussion, I'd like to take a step back for a moment and talk about how you define AI. What is it and what isn't it? Yeah, AI is a, is a uh, field of technology that uh, if, can effectively emulate uh, and in some cases surpass the human brain in its ability to interpret uh, and, and act um, in a non-physical way. So the process upon which a human being learns and then acts uh, and the emulation of that into a machine is AI. So I have learned that I should not touch a hot pan um, when it's red uh, or, or a stove when it's red. Um, and and that, that is my learning, right? I have become intelligent to some degree. Uh, and AI, should it be capable of emulating that, would be uh, a way of describing that. So there's there's a simple loop that you can think of. There is a learning loop um, that triggers with um, an, a point upon which there's an uh, incident or an event, like um, a safety incident, for example, on a construction site is an incident or an event. Um, and AI is capable of learning from that event. Um, so to figure out what it isn't, it's basically, it's like when a system, when an algorithm, a machine, a computer, a piece of software, when a piece of software doesn't learn, when it doesn't take new inputs and can create new outputs, um, it is not AI. So examples of what AI isn't is when you are, um, for example, extrapolating the line of best fit. So meaning you have um, lots of data points on a graph and you're trying to figure out what does, what is the, where is the graph headed towards? That is not AI, that is statistics. The reason 
the easy way to differentiate that is no matter how many there is no adapt adaptiveness by the the algorithm that is doing the work there is no sentience to the system there's it is not uh, it is not spatially aware it is not it doesn't understand the broader context of what it, it might be analyzing and nor can it uh, adapt its uh, output based on varying inputs um so there's plenty of things that are not ai um but just as well as the definition of what is ai can be can be very broad the simplest way to sum up is uh, if it is a machine that can emulate the way the human brain thinks and does what uh, thinks uh, it is it is leaning towards ai so uh, even though ai is very much still being developed it's it's not a new thing and uh, there are some industries that have been early adopters of te- the technology but why do you think that construction is not seen as being innovative and, and lags behind when it comes to adopting new technologies? Construction is a complex, an incredibly complex uh, industry to operate in. It's complex for two main reasons. There's, there's lots of secondary reasons, but I, I see it as two main reasons. The first is um, the incredible variety that we choose to build, humanity and society chooses continually pushes the boundary of what we need to build and why we're building it that variety or diversity comes with a challenge because unlike manufacturing um, where there's limited variety um, that variety creates uh, a very difficult position for for the actors the people that work in the industry to perform um, to, to improve their performance it's sort of like as soon as you get good at doing one thing now you have to do another new thing um, the second reason is is much more financial. The construction industry, um, for reasons I don't think we have time to go into on this podcast, uh, operates on incredibly <laughs> operates on incredibly thin margins, and innovation is 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 not often the thing that survives in low margin low margin environments. So, you know, the, you've got both of these things really acting against. Um, adopting technology, even if you think it might add value, you have to have like really grounded proof that it will add lots of value because of the um, lack of willingness to, to, to simply try it out. So with the background of all those variables and obviously the financial issues as well, what do you see as being the main opportunities for the construction sector through greater use of AI? Yeah, so at, at the top level, it's better decisions. Uh, which is a lot of things. We make lots of decisions about all sorts of things every day. Um, but it, essentially, if you think of the, if you link back to the thing I said earlier about vari- variety and diversity and margins, you've got this like razor sharp edge that you have to tread on to make the best possible decisions about your design, about planning, about execution, about safety management, all through the course of the project. Uh, I will be a bit more specific about this now. Um, so if you call it like we want to improve decision quality throughout the course because you have no, no you, you're not allowed to make bad decisions. If you do make them, then you're toast. So uh, if you start in the design phase, you've got plenty of opportunity for AI to leverage its capability to generate um, design in a way that is superior to what a limited team might be able to do on their own. So. The team might say, 
I think these are the five best designs we can come up with, and AI could create another 200 designs um, based on the original five and say, actually, here's another 200. Human team, why don't you pick what the best one is? Then you get 205 options to pick from, which is always going to be better than five. Um, uh, if you go later on in the system, you you can use AI to, to start planning out your project, uh, putting the detail behind how you think you might execute the project and figuring out what might happen before things go wrong. So this is uh, this, this is what Enplan does. We help project teams figure out what risks they might face based on learning from just over half a million projects that our AI system has read and learned about in the past. Um, and if you go into the depth of execution when you have uh, women and men in the field risking their lives every day um, to deliver these construction projects, AI is capable of being their, their, their sidekick and helping them spot risks in a way that they couldn't see. There are cameras that can watch your construction site and AI can interpret the imagery that's coming through and uh, forewarn people that there are risks, safety risks potentially coming up or that there are quality hazards, quality issues that are popping up that need to be addressed. Um, and doing this in a way that is augments and um, gives, I, I like to call it, gives people superpowers, uh, will help them make better decisions all along the way, from the very first designs that are being put on paper, um, all the way to uh, hard hats in the field. So, as you say, there's uh, loads of potential for using AI in construction, but what can you tell us about how construction is using AI currently? Um, do you have any examples? And do you think that the sector is getting the full benefit through its current applications of AI? Uh, on full benefit? Uh, definitely not. We're barely tip of the iceberg um, in terms of what we can do. Um, but because the iceberg does exist and we have a tip, uh, I'll share the examples that live on that tip. Um, I'll, I'll perhaps start with um, safety, linking to uh, what I said before. Um, AI is now capable of uh, watching video feeds and spotting when a safety incident might occur before it occurs. Uh, as an example, if you have a camera, an AI, a, a camera that is being processed using AI, and it spots that um, there is an embankment that is uh, starting to slip, um, it can forewarn the teams that are working at the bottom of the embankment that we're noticing a slip in its embankment. Um, unfortunately, the UK has had 11 people die. I can't remember which year this happened, but I do remember it's, it's uh, 11 people died with an embankment slip um, that occurred because they, they just didn't know uh, what was happening around them. Um, uh, other examples include um, using AI to help um, identify quality issues. So um, similar technology where you've got cameras that can spot that the beam is installed slightly crooked. Um, those are fantastic uses. Um, and then moving, moving earlier um, or, or into the planning phase, uh, you've got um, AI that can analyze schedules, um, can spot where the risks are on, on a project uh, in a way that a human team um, would, you know, would have all their biases that 
prevent them from being able to see what could really happen to a project uh, before they go on. Um, we've all heard of stories of construction projects being delayed. Well, one of the reasons they get delayed is because we plan them in a way that can't be delivered to time. Um, that's one of the reasons. There are many other reasons to that. Um, and AI can help improve that decision quality where it says the AI is going to look at the schedule um, uh, in conjunction with the project team and say the AI thinks this um, and that might that creates a, a second or a third voice to that project team one that is not ever going to get affected by biases cannot be affected by political swings cannot be affected by um, a rowdy project manager that doesn't want to um, that doesn't want you know that has a strong opinion right like the AI will always hold hold its course and then more administrative tasks that we're seeing is of course in contract management there is now AI that can draft contracts not wholly dissimilar to what we see in chat GPT um, so contract review contract generation contract dispute management um, basically it's very heavy text processing that goes on um, that is literally the technology behind chat GPT um, and there are plenty of brilliant examples of how this is already being implemented in the construction industry. So say we do manage to move on from the tip of the iceberg point where we are now can we perhaps consider how AI could solve some of the big problems we're facing so for example the need for resilient infrastructure is a big issue right now how can AI help civil engineers address the challenge in making infrastructure resilient to climate change? Big question. Um, the and, and, and I'll start by sort of like saying I think the role of civil engineers with respect to climate change could have never been a greater calling to become a civil engineer. Um, the but you sort of like take the gravity of the problem and start by saying like, well, what, what is the current competency base that we have in civil engineering? And what is the scale of the challenge we have ahead of us in climate change? And do we believe hand on heart that that competency base is sufficient to handle that challenge in a timely manner, right? Like we, we don't have 25 years to figure this thing out. Um, and with no criticism to civil engineers or anyone really, that the answer is no, that people alone can simply just cannot fathom the complexity to handle uh, to handle solution handle the creation and implementation of solutions on climate change. So if I go back to um, some of the things that I think could soon be possible and these aren't yet available, um, it goes into the field of um, uh, augmented decision making. So you have um, a very large variety, a, a very large state space, so a lot, very large number of um, factors that you need to consider in what you implement and how you create resilient infrastructure for to handle the climate change challenge we have. In order to figure it out, in order to say, I think we need to build, excuse me, a new power system that connects A to B. Um, and in sacrifice of building a water system that connects C to D, um, all of which are incredibly important, the decision-making on how do you actually um, reach the place where you can deliver a solution that is that sort of takes all these constraining factors, whether it's money, whether it's political circumstance, whether it's design, whether it's um, 
whether it's the carbon footprint of the opportunity itself, um, take all of these things into account and then produce the best possible design and design being a broader term to encapsulate cost, benefits, safety, schedule, um, and take all of these things in. It's, it's a kind of mind-boggling thing that I don't think a human being will ever actually be able to solve. So bringing in a machine to help us make decisions, because Claire, Rob, we, we all know how hamstrung we are as society in making decisions. Like, should we build a high-speed railway between London and Birmingham? How long has that taken us to figure out? Um, I think and, there's still some people who aren't convinced. <laughs> but the, the essence of it is that decision quality, everything is hinged on the fact that we just can't take very effective decisions because these are incredibly complex decisions that not everyone will be able to handle that complexity early on. So given climate change is a bit of a, an urgent um, calling, we, 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 we can use AI to handle that complexity for us while we still, as people, take the decision and negotiate those decisions with, with our millions of stakeholders. Mm, very interesting. Well, among the other issues uh, facing the construction industry more generally that have been reported on a lot are the shortage of skills and the impact of inflation. Do you see ways that AI can help us overcome those issues? Uh, Yes. I I, I worry I'm saying yes a lot here. (laughs) But uh, um, we'll cover a question where what is it that AI will not be able to do for this industry? But for now, in the question within shortage of skills and the impact of inflation, yes. So skills, basically all of the laborious work that is not physical. So as an example, NPLAN, as I said earlier, like analyzes schedules. We take away a part of the job that some people do in the management of risk and schedule on projects that it was the analysis part. So we just say, you don't have to do the the boring analysis bit. Um, The machine, the AI will do that analysis for you and put on a little platter all of the results for you to then do something with it, which is uh, interaction with other people, uh, negotiation, communication, the things that people are actually best at doing. Negotiation is a skill that I fundamentally believe only person-to-person, human-to-human negotiation uh, will exist for for a foreseeable future. Um, So all these, call it uh, administrative tasks that we're doing today, which is millions of man-hours a a year, um, will go away. And those people that were doing that work will then be put to higher value work. They will also get paid more, right? You do higher value work, you get paid more. It's a fairly simple economic equation usually. Um, and so the, addressing that skill shortage is means that you're, you're basically moving the people you have into better roles that are higher value. Um, it will also attract more people into the role, right? So as soon as you elevate, what is it that you do every day in the construction industry as the job title, um, and it becomes more interesting, more fulfilling, you will just bring more people in, into an industry. It's, it's fairly simple um, uh, em- employment dynamics. Um, impact of inflation, again, like it's when you waste stuff, um, meaning you waste 
the capability of your workforce in doing administrative tasks that, frankly, you should just give away to a machine to do, which will always be cheaper, um, you, you can combat the impact of inflation. AI cannot do any macroeconomic effects and, and go fix the Ukraine war for us, but we can handle the impact of inflation by being more efficient with how we use our workforce and what we do with um, the limited resources we do have. So I'm just going to touch on the question you posed to yourself just now about what AI is not going to do for the construction sector. And what I'm reading from that is it's not going to replace the need for engineers. What else is it not going to do? Well, sorry, I, I might disagree that it won't replace the need for engineers. Oh, controversial. Well, it, AI will change how we need engineers. I mean, you still need engineers. So that part, engineers listening to this, don't worry. I'm not making any statements that you should go away. Um, you're still there. But you, what you do is very different. So the engineer that went to university and buried their heads into their calculators to try and calculate, you know, whether the, the load on the bridge should be X or Y or whether the, whether the piling depth should be A or B, um, that type of engineering function will slowly start to go away because that is the role of an analyst. And, an, and uh, if, hopefully if I'm trying to deliver one message today, it's that AI is capable of surpassing the human ability at analyzing information. So what's left then? Well, if you're not doing the calculus, you're not doing the analysis anymore, what you're now doing is convincing other people, communicating with your stakeholders. No engineer lives in a bubble of just engineering. Engineers have to make sure they understand societal impacts, carbon, they have to understand cost, right? Um, uh, constructability, all of these other things that where you, you have to interact with other people. And I think the role of the engineer moves towards that, and that will not get replaced. When the engineer has to talk to the business person and convey to them why we really need this type of span across a bridge, um, that's really still the role of human-to-human -human interaction and I don't see that changing and I don't see AI taking that part of it away. The rest uh, is, 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 is a feeding frenzy. So Dev, clearly AI is going to become more and more prevalent in civil engineering and construction. What, what can engineers do to prepare themselves for a time when AI is business as usual for civil engineers? What can they do? Um, I think there are two things. There's probably the first is 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 start learning. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not I'm not going and suggesting that civil engineers go and take coding courses and start trying to build AI systems themselves. I mean, some might, and that that would be fun. Um, I'm saying start experimenting on your own with ideas. Um, even though chat, even though we introduced this podcast with ChatGPT, um, the majority of project teams we talk to have never used it. They've kind of heard of it, but they've never used it themselves. They've never like clicked at it, done something with it, looked at the result, and thought, "Oh my God, how did that happen?" And then Google, you know, put it into Google. How does ChatGPT work? And that that kind of like curiosity is really important in, in the learning environment for now.
Um, so don't, don't go down coding paths unless you really want to. But I think the curiosity to try and understand these systems is going to be really important. It's sort of like if you have an AI sidekick doing parts of the design or analysis for you, and you have no idea how it works, it's a bit of a weird relationship to have with a system, right? Um, you want to understand at least the conceptual levels of how that works. So I would strongly encourage people to go through that learning. Um, the second is a bit fluffier and a bit softer, um, which is open-mindedness. Um, there's, when, when, when Nplan goes and works with different companies all around the world, one of the biggest things that we struggle with is we very often meet people that just aren't open-minded to even believe that an AI system is capable of telling them about risks on their project. They'll ask like, but, but I've been doing this for 30 years. There's no way this AI system knows more about these projects than I do. Um, and, and, and the answer is it does actually. It's, it's been proven it does. Um, and so open-mindedness is one of those things that is, it's, it sounds simple, but it's remarkably difficult to find and, and endorse. Open-mindedness, I, I think the, the biggest incentives towards being open-minded is that if you're not, well, you, you, will, be, you will be left behind. Um, it's not a you might get left behind now. Uh, you will. And the second is that you're not doing the right service to the projects or to the infrastructure that we care about. Um, a lack of being open-minded and saying that I don't think I need AI to help me do any part of my job um, is sort of saying, I don't think I need to really do my best to deliver on infrastructure that we need as society. Um, and I think those things are connected and I would not think those things, that's a bold statement to make in any shape or form. That's interesting. So we've talked a lot about um, where we are with AI use now and the benefits, but what do you see as the next steps for AI in construction and engineering? What do you think we'll see in the next sort of five to ten years? Um, a year ago, most people didn't think ChatGPT would ever come to life. Um, so if you ask the five to ten year horizons, um, it, it, I, I don't think anyone um, can, can really give you a definitive answer, but I'll give you my version of it. Um, so I, I do think we will see um, technology that will move us towards sentient, uh, towards a sentient being. Um, that means that um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let out a little exclusive little secret here. Uh, I guess it's no longer a secret if I say it here. Um, the Nplan has been Nplan in our research team. We are working on um, a a sentient a, a level of sentience that allows anyone in the construction industry to ask um, it. Um, questions that are directly pertinent off the project itself. It's sort of like if you're building, if you're building a project, um, you can't really go to ChatGPT and say, um, ChatGPT, what should I do about this contractual dispute I have with my client on clause this? Because, you know, you can't do that. It, it'll just give you the generic kind of introduction thing that we saw earlier in the podcast. But what if you could actually... Get, it could actually understand all of the dynamics that are occurring on the project itself in that 
in that bubble that is the project and then understand how that bubble of a project compares with the rest of the world. So it's a, call it like a multi-layer system that understands the specifics of what goes on and can give very specific um, evidence-based advice. Um, and so th this is a, a research initiative we have. It is not a product that exists today. Um, uh, it, I also can't even promise how long it might take to develop. You know, it, it's, it's one of those uh, you, we're trying because we believe that if it ever did work, it would be game changing. Um, the other things that I think are on the horizon for us in the construction industry is um, is automation of the physical is automation of the physical part of construction. I've talked a largely that how AI today is largely seen as the non-physical componentry of of construction, um, but. I think as we go forward, like at the moment, the amount of robotics we see in 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 the field is like almost nothing. Um, it's minuscule, and the, the projects that do get it are just the the projects that kind of want to, uh, you know, show that they're doing something, but they still have five hundred workers on site um, and one robot. So, you know, to say that that robot is having a gigantic impact is not exactly true. Um, but so I think that will change with time. I think it's a, a function of the cost, the cost of manufacturing these systems. The cost of implementation is still very high. It does take a long time to get the show on the road with these systems. Um, and I think all of that is going to drop. And I think it's dropping already at the pace of Moore's law, which is the pace at which semiconductor chips have developed over time, which is very fast uh, in short. Um, which means we will soon, in the next five years, I would be surprised that uh, surprised to find construct, construction sites that uh, don't have the opposite um, resourcing uh, dynamic, where there's more robots and more machinery on site than there are people on site. Um, and that variety, being able to handle all sorts of dexterous, complex tasks that do happen in the industry, and that we as society will keep pushing the construction industry towards, will be adaptable by these systems. So you, you, at the moment, you've, you, I think we've seen robots that can go paint a wall and, and, and that's all they can do. And the wall has to be a certain shape and size and that's it. If the wall is kind of funky, then sorry, robots out. Um, then I, I think all of that will be overcome um, soon enough. So there's like these two things that like highly autonomous um, robotic machinery that, can, that is highly ad adaptable and agile and these sentient systems that really understand the depth. Um, so they take, they become um, like how we today think Google, Google is the ultimate source of the truth of knowledge in the world as the Google search. Um, we don't really have that version for a construction project. We, we still rely on, I think I'm gonna call this person because they might have some knowledge about that problem. Um, but if knowledge becomes truly accessible and specific, uh, we'll see a dramatic shift in productivity. That's really interesting. So you think we're actually moving towards the business as usual with AI that Rob talked about earlier, about engineers having to prepare themselves for I it. I think it is completely inevitable. Brilliant. So you spoke earlier as well about the firms that are not engaged with this being left behind. So I wonder whether, as we finish off, whether you could give some advice to those firms who are looking to make their first steps into AI what lessons have been learned already that they should be aware of? And what are the common pitfalls when you're first going to use AI with your projects? Yeah, 
So some tips. Um, I, I talked earlier about open-mindedness. Um, I, you, it's no longer... You, you, we no longer need to judge whether we believe that AI will work or not. It, it just does now. Um, so a common pitfall we find is that each project believes that they are so unique that AI is incapable of handling their magical or unique circumstance. That is not true. Um, there's no project that is currently too unique for most AI systems to be able to handle them. Um, the, so that, that's the first. So this open-minded nature and just understand that these systems are now capable, highly capable um, is the first. The second is that the is kind of like a, a pitfall around um, adoption. So um, when when most project teams try and adopt AI systems, they try and find um, like one person that can become the expert at it, and that person becomes like a custodian um, or the protector. Um, and sometimes they act as that protector mindsets, right? Like. Uh, that that's not right. Um, it's it's okay to have one person, you know, lead the charge and and get it into the thing, but you can't. We often find uh, what what they call digital teams uh, or digital and innovation. Um, uh, th these the common pitfall is that these people end up becoming the owners of AI systems, um, and and actually what happens is that. The people that are actually making all the big decisions on the construction project don't care, don't know, just are completely oblivious. It's sort of like, yeah, go have fun with your little toy cards over there and we, the big people, will make all the decisions over here. That's wrong. Um, so just like the, the, the real mindset to adopt is that um, you, you are bringing in these systems to supercharge your people. Um, and that's the real tip that I would say is like, whenever you look at an AI system, you have to really look at it like, how does this empower a large part of my organization? Um, not, is this a cool bit of marketing that I'm looking at? But the, the people empowerment story is, is really impactful. That, that's also when you get lots of engagement, when people feel empowered, um, they do stuff, they move, they shout at the top of the rooftops that this is an incredible thing that's happening to me. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd highly encourage that. Thank you. That's just about all we've got time for today. So thank you for joining us for this episode, Dev. So while ChatGPT may have given us a hint of what Brunel might have made of the changes AI is bringing to the sector 164 years after his death, I do wonder exactly how it will transform the industry in another 164 years. I don't think any of us will recognise it. Although I do think it's quite clear from the conversation today, AI is not about to replace engineers when it comes to construction. It's going to make their roles better, but it does have a role to play in helping us do our jobs better if it's used in the right way. So join us again soon for another episode of the Engineers Collective. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Engineers Collective, the podcast by New Civil Engineer. Don't forget to give us some feedback by leaving a review and share this podcast with your colleagues by visiting newcivilengineer.com forward slash podcast. We'll be back soon with more guests and insights here on the Engineers Collective.